0: Welcome back to another episode of the Scores Table. I'm William Robbins, joined
1: as always by Julian McKay. What is good, everybody? It's been a fantastic last few days in the NBA. Life—it's been tra- good. Life is treating me well recently. I've got one day of class left. Only one—I've only got one class left.
0: So not I got bad, one class day bad. of
1: school. So I'm—I'm—I'm just—I'm hyped. I'm hype. I'm almost out of here, bro. Goddamn! It's been a long time Some coming. Ex- exciting time here, and, 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 and my and, Brooklyn Nets are in the playoffs. <laughs> now since. I know. I know. Like, I say.
0: I know. I say every episode that like we got an action-packed episode here, but today we really do. Oh,
1: that's a fact. That's a fact. In,
0: <laughs> basically, in the last week, we have had. Dirk Nowitzki retire, Dwayne Wade retire, We've had Jamal Crawford become the oldest player to ever score 50 points in a game. We've, mm-hmm. had, we've had Chicago extending Jim Boylan. We had, we had Memphis firing J.B. Bickerstaff. Bad move. And, and, and demoting Chris Wallace. Good move. <laughs> and we had Minnesota keeping Scott Layden and uh, Ryan Saunders. And we had Heat Check Terry Rozier leading the oh. Celtics to win over the Magic. Yeah, so we had all that, <laughs> st- <laughs> we had all that stuff going on, and none of those things are even going to crack this week's episode because instead we got to talk about the Sacramento Kings, the Los Angeles Lakers, and we got to do a playoff preview because the playoffs start in two days.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: This is uh, we got a lot going on, so we're going to start off with the Sacramento Kings. Mm-hmm. Now, for those of you who don't know, as we record this, it is Thursday. Sacramento fired their coach and decided to extend their general manager. Which uh, now, now this might shock you, Julian.
1: Okay. I actually have nothing wrong with them giving a
0: contract extension right now to Vlade
1: Divac. To be fair, as much as I hate on Vlade, and I love to hate on Vlade because I still think he's a in it, a very inept gm and there's no doubt about it because they the when you're when your team sucks so much that you just keep picking at the top of the draft like you're um, you're going to strike gold eventually like that's just going to happen like you see it with the mavs with dirk way back in the day the the yep. celtics with paul pierce like you're finally just going to find somebody the, the law of averages says that but yeah he hasn't done a bad job in the last few years he got uh, Bogdanovich actually maybe his international scouting. I uh,
0: actually think Vlade's drafting and scouting has been pretty good.
1: It's been better than papiannis well, that, that's not hard. <laughs> it's been better than that. So um, I mean, and you know, he 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 won the Boogie trade. I got to give him yeah, credit. He was, he, right did, he, totally he was right about Buddy Hill. He was right about Buddy Hill. Yep. And so that I, I I I still I still just don't see. With, I still I don't think the Harrison Barnes trade was I thought it was just meh. Whatever. I, I thought that was Barnes. a fine trade. I thought it was a fine a, trade. They were whatever. going for the playoffs and Barnes <laughs> is kind of the best they could do. The problem is if they pay Barnes in the future, then I have a big problem with that. Well, it depends and, on how much they pay him.
0: If if they're gonna if they're gonna give him fifteen million a year, I have nothing wrong with that. If they're gonna give I, him twenty five million a year, then there's something wrong
1: with that. And I do find I did find it really funny that uh, the only, the, one of the only, <laughs> the, now, now the, the office, the front office that takes the crown, like we, we were talking earlier for the most incompetent GM, GM's guard packs. Oh yeah. Diego, uh, I go. Uh, somehow, somehow got Vlade out of making a huge mistake with the Zach Levine signing. So let's, <laughs> let's, let, let, let
0: let's talk about them firing Dave Yeager though, okay. because you, you and I both talked about this briefly before we started recording over text, mm-hmm. um, So, they so Vlade fired Dave Yeager after an after a very overachieving season, they won 39 games. I thought they were going to be one of the worst teams in the league. Mm -hmm. No one saw, or at least not many people saw, this big of a jump from De'Aaron Fox and Buddy Heald coming. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: So, so they fired Dave Yeager. Mm -hmm. Let's start right there. What's your opinion on that?
1: I'm not a fan. This is a move that if they don't have a very good plan right now going forward, if Vlade doesn't know, okay, I'm gonna I know this guy is gonna come here. We're gonna get Ettore Messina. Yeah. Always gonna be well in Kings World. If that is not their plan, I have a big problem with this because Yeah, I, I understand that there are problems with Jaeger and the King's front office. Maybe yep. he just doesn't like uh, inept GMs like we saw with him in Memphis. Maybe well, that's well, like I,
0: a- I get I get that. And and this and this is something um, Dave Yeager was not fired essentially for basketball reasons. He was fired because he's difficult to work with, it seems. It, and that's and that was his big problem when he was the head coach of Memphis, too, is they were winning. But him and the front office, people just didn't really get along. He was kind of difficult to work with. So my question for you is. Do you think he, it's going to – when does he get another job? He's now been fired for two situations for being basically
1: too difficult. I think he gets a, a job pretty soon. There's always I vacancies in the NBA. I don't see how he can't. There's so many – there's so many
0: just – There are so many qualified coaches in the league. Um,
1: are you going to tell me the Cavs shouldn't take a look at J.V. No, not at all. Harry Drew? What's that? Are you gonna tell me the Cavs shouldn't take a good look at Dave Yeager after
0: they fired no. now? Not at all. No. Cavs, Cavs need to focus on a
1: developmental coach. Is that is Jaeger not proved that this year? He turned a team that, like we said, we thought was gonna be the lottery, was gonna be in the lottery. Because I I'm I'm sure you were hoping for that because the Celtics the had the Kings pick this year, obviously. But um I, I thought they were in the lottery too, and he got that team playing hard, playing mm. fast. Playing some defense, Steer and Fox looks like a future all star. Yeah, yeah, like...
0: but I'm not sure how much of that was him, and how much of it is when it comes to player development. And honestly, really before this year, Jaeger had no history of player development. Um, and I wonder how much of it was just their their coach, their assistant coaches, and their, and kind of just also. The the sophomore jump for De'Aaron Fox. I mean, I don't he know. Not
1: I just I don't, to win thirty nine games just off a sophomore jump. There's coach. There's he a lot of really good that this knows. year. He was a perennial all star. But I I think that you got to attribute a lot of that to Jaeger. Yeager was fantastic this year. I think Yeager was a fantastic. Player, but he he should have been a legitimate candidate for coach of the year. Not not he shouldn't have won it, but he should have well, been at least in the peripheral. Am I wrong about this? No, you're not wrong. But okay, is Jaeger
0: a top fifteen coach in the league? Off memory, uh, yeah, I would say so. You'd think Jaeger's a top fifteen coach in the league. Okay, yeah. so I don't really. At... No, is I mean better than Jaeger. I think so. Okay, let, let, I mean let's let's count. I'd rather Did have Brad. Have... I'd rather I'd rather have Brad Stevens. Mm-hmm. I'd rather have Kenny Atkinson. I'd Ooh. rather. I'd rather have
1: Rick. What's that? Interesting.
0: Yeah. I'd rather. I'd rather have Rick Carlisle, uh, Mike Malone, Steve Kerr, D'Antoni, McMillan, Rivers, Spolstra, Bud, uh, Fizdale, Gentry. Actually, maybe not Fisdale, but Stotts, Pop, Nurse, Snyder.
1: Those bad coaches. Yeah. I don't know. I don't
0: know how many people like. <laughs> I don't know how many people I just named. Dwayne Casey. <laughs>
1: It sounded like a lot. It sounded like a lot. I can't. I can't. Oh, lie. It's, it's probably around fifteen.
0: <laughs> so, so my point, my point is that what about he Casey's was not of
1: Casey or Jaeger.
0: Casey or Jaeger, probably Casey. I'd take Jaeger. I'd say Casey just because Jaeger, Jaeger doesn't have that, that because like for for his ba- for his up and down as Casey was. Oh. um Recently, and, and he hasn't—he hasn't been that great this year. I think he does a lot with his roster that he shouldn't, because that team kind of sucks. I mean, well, but, but what else is
1: he supposed to do with that roster? Well, yeah, it's a so problem.
0: <laughs> but I mean, I look—I look, I look at—I look at Jaeger as a coach, and up until this year, he had gotten worse every year he'd been a coach. I just like question where, where he fits into the league long term, especially. And this kind of goes into the same thing as, as Lonzo Ball, very different, but still kind of the same. He's not talented enough to justify
1: being being
0: not great to work with.
1: I can I understand that, but I think I think going back to what we were saying before though, I think that you you agree with me that this move is a bad move if the kings don't know Oh no no bringing, no! And who they're bringing in is not it, better than Dave. Not, I can't. I don't think it was a good move
0: to fire him. I need to say that right now. I don't okay. think it was a good move. Um, and I think that this is how bad teams stay bad. How incompetent okay. teams remain incompetent because because they're they're expecting too much. And, but I feel like you can't judge the move until you see who they bring in to replace him.
1: I can agree with that. I can agree with so,
0: that. So so once we so if they decide to bring in. So, uh, like a really, if they, let's say they decide to bring in Mark Jackson, then it's a terrible move. Jason Kidd, or Jason Kidd. But if they can bring in like Life a Luke, found. like Luke Walton or a Torre or a Torre uh, Messina, then suddenly it's not so bad. I think.
1: I don't understand. I don't think that Messina takes that job though. I don't think there's a chance. Well, like, you've why would got, you want that job?
0: Because it's a head coaching job. There's only thirty of them available in the world and yes, in the NBA. A- uh, and they have they have a really good young roster to develop.
1: But the they have three potential. They have a stable organization. Do you not want a stable organization if you're a coach? That you that obviously you, know that you do. Obviously, obviously you, have, obviously you, you, you do. But they have three. Year?
0: They have three young perennial All Star talents on that roster. Vladdy fired Malone no... after
1: 20 games. What's that? Vladdy fired Mike Malone after 20 games. No, he didn't. Yes, he did. Did he not?
0: No, he fired George Carl and then hired, um, and then hired, uh, whatever his name is,
1: uh, Jaeger. No, before, no, he, he, he had Malone who got along with Boogie and then he fired him early in the season. That that wasn't, that wasn't on, um, that wasn't him. Was it not? Or was that D'Alessandro or whatever? Anyway,
0: anyway. It was. Anyway, um, anyway, yeah. So, so. So, so yeah, Divach Divac took over um, as GM in um, G- he took over in the GM as GM in 2015, right after they fired Mike Malone. Yeah, I'm reading okay. it right here. So so yeah, so a- anyway, anyway, we should get on to our next team, yeah. the Lakers. True. Sure. And the Lakers,, um, where do you even get started with them? Very disappointing year. Uh, a lot of their players got hurt. Their team is in a, is in one of the worst shapes it's been in a very long time, despite having one of the best basketball players alive. Mm-hmm. Uh, still probably the number one choice for you have to win Game 7 on the road, who do you want on your team? Still easily the number one choice, there's no doubt about it for me. Um, no, I agree, but... I think it's tough to call him the best player in the league right now, but I still think he is the most or the best player, if that makes sense. I agree with that. I um, agree with that. So I think I think that Giannis and KD and Harden were all better than him this year. No, that's true. But I'd still sure. rather have LeBron, like for a do or die. Anyway, um, Magic Johnson retires in a heap of glory. Um, <laughs> now this came completely out of nowhere.
1: And, and how about how about the smile he had on his face at the press conference? He was oh like, God, that was <laughs> just like, weird. Getting out of my, my last class today. I was just so, Shit so, out. <laughs> so
0: so so Magic Johnson shows up to the arena today with Rob Polinka. They're joking around. They're in the locker room. They're talking to all the players. Luke Walton does an interview before the game. And and he's asked, um, D- are you worried about your job security? He's like, not right this second. I'm not thinking about it. But ask me again after the game. Which is the total clear, like, oh, they're going to fire me.
1: mm
0: mm-hmm. um, And, you know, he's, he's laughing, or uh, Johnson's laughing, joking around. And then all of a sudden he calls this random press conference in the hallway, right outside the locker room. Jesus. And he announces he's resigning. He said that he has not told Jeannie Buss, the owner of the team and his boss. He has not told Rob Palenka whom he was just talking with in the locker room like two minutes earlier. He hasn't told any of the players. He hasn't even told his wife.
1: I think, I wonder if it was just a fever of the moment decision. That's what it feels like. It feels like it, but at the same time, we have news that it seems like there may be something as far as a workplace um, misconduct yeah, misconduct story coming out very soon. And that Man, that it would make sense. It would make sense why it would make sense.
0: It would make sense if that's why he's getting out now, but I feel like we can't take that into account until we actually
1: see the story. I agree. So, right now, we have to go. No, I I agree. I agree. I don't think that it doesn't rewrite all this stuff, does not read right to me. Why can't
0: can't the reason, though, just be that he was unhappy and didn't want to do it anymore? Okay, this is the history of Magic Johnson.
1: Damn. This is the
0: history of Magic Johnson. He got hired as the as the Lakers coach in, t- in 1993. Yep, shit show. Sixteen games he coached before he resigned because he yep. didn't enjoy doing it. He he was on ESPN. They made a whole. T- they gave him basically his own TV show. Mm-hmm. He resigned after not showing up to meetings and stuff just because he didn't like doing it. Magic Eddie Johnson, again, right?
1: When they I'm, hired him, he quit again.
0: <laughs> oh, I guess that would be true. Yeah. <laughs> um, magic johnson is no stranger to quitting things just because he wants to yeah so i don't rule out the fact that yeah maybe he was just unhappy i don't know that. after he resigned Woj or Woj put out a series of scandalous tweets and all that kind of stuff about was tweets <laughs> about about magic johnson and basically wrote that johnson had no interest in scouting or watching a lot of the games and just wanted to go back to um just being Magic Johnson.
1: Yeah, uh, he didn't really it was like he was applying for a job on LinkedIn but he didn't like read the description. Yeah. I so gotta buy groceries. Uh. If you
0: are if you are an NBA general manager, <laughs> president of basketball operations, really any high ranking role in sports, yeah. Your life has to become that job. Yeah, you can't half-asset. You have to and, be a complete workaholic. And that's crazy. And that's what we've seen. And that's what we've seen over and over again in history. The The team, the the general managers, like Mike Zarin today tweeted, the Celtics assistant general manager tweeted, that if he was a betting man, he would say, he would say that Danny Ainge probably watches more film than any other GM. Uh, and, and scouts more than any other GM. And I don't doubt that. <laughs>
1: I doubt that maybe with R.C. Buford or Ujiri, but those, but I mean, with those guys, the guys with ages competition, that says something that says something.
0: I mean, you're naming, you're naming top five GMs. Yep. Your, your, your life has to become this and Johnson, Johnson owns the Dodgers. He likes to take extravagant vacations. He likes to, or he, he has multiple business interests
1: outside of basketball. You know, it he says a lot that um, I, that, his life. Uh, it says a lot that four years ago, Masai Ujiri knew who Bruno Caboclo was. And I don't think that Magic knows who Bruno Caboclo is now. Ha, huh, that's so probably true. Just, <laughs> I think that's an accurate metaphor for Magic's times as a Gia.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, I don't doubt that. But here, so I, I have a few takeaways from this. Number one. This looks
1: really bad for the Lakers. Especially the glee that Magic had when he was leaving looks like he looks like Eddie Curry at Wendy's. Well, even even
0: more so. Even more so, this makes Genie Buss look look terrible. Uh Uh-huh. He quit his job through the media. He said after the game, or or not after the game, he said in the middle of his press conference, he has not told Genie yet. He knew that he couldn't tell her in person because he wouldn't be able to go through with that. And he's planning on calling her either tonight or tomorrow.
1: Yeah, it's... What the hell? (laughs) It's, it's, It's not good. Like, I would say this is the it's it's i would say this is the equivalent of like basketball breaking up over text but i don't think that does this justice no
0: no no this like- is like <laughs> this is like breaking up this is like okay this is like you're this is like i'm going to do a you analogy here this okay. is like this is like you're dating a girl and then all of a sudden you see on her instagram story that she's now single
1: it's like wait what good ooh i love that i like that metaphor i like that metaphor so that's 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 what this is like I don't know. I'm, 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 I'm going to remember that. I'm going to use that. <laughs> good idea. Good idea. <laughs> uh,
0: <laughs> now, I just – I can't even believe that he wouldn't tell his boss, the woman that he keeps describing in the press conference, as his sister and family. And, jeez, he made her look bad. And my favorite tweet of the night came from Bill Simmons. Can we get an ambulance to help Rob Palenka after the amount of times he's been thrown under the <laughs> bus?
1: It's like the end of Goodfellas when Ray Liotta is just snitching on the entire crew and, like, pointing them out in the courtroom. That's more or less what Magic's press conference was. This, this, this is a press
0: conference— He's to everybody except himself. And now here— but Now here's my single biggest problem with how everything happened. Okay. He did it before a Lakers game, and he did it on the night that— Dirk Nowitzki and Dwayne Wade both played their last home game. And he's talking in the press conference about how one of the reasons he's he's unhappy with this job and wants to quit is because he wants to be able to compliment people. And he wants to be able to post on Twitter, Great game today, Russ, and blah, blah, blah. And...
1: I like how Magic still has no idea, really has no really grasp of the concept of tampering. Yeah, still really it's really like, no idea. It's like, it's, it's like, OK, if
0: Magic Johnson tweeted and said congratulations on an amazing career, Dirk Nowitzki and Dwayne Wade, that's not tampering. Yes,
1: that's,
0: <laughs> that's not, not tampering. it is. <laughs> so I don't think he really un- even understood what tampering was or <laughs> if he it, or if Russell Westbrook um, set, gets his third consecutive season as a, with a triple double him tweeting or like or like uh quote tweeting like a tweet from the NBA saying like that Westbrook did this and he just writes amazing
1: run congrats Russell that's not tampering it's yeah it's ridiculous and that and, and that again is just a metaphor for magic's entire lakers tenure but the thing with yes. the lakers is it's where not, do they go from here who do they hire to run this well, team this is an amazing move for for genie
0: and for as bad as this looks for her, it's also a really good situation because now she doesn't have to work. Because Magic Johnson was terrible as as a, as a president of basketball operations, and Polinka has been terrible as general manager. So this is where we really see how good Jeannie, how good of an owner Jeannie is, and if she's even be- if she is actually better than her brother. Yeah. By having Johnson quit, it takes all the pressure of having to fire the greatest Laker of all time. mm Hmm away. So so now she can magic is gone, she can get rid of Palinka and restart. The problem is if she doubles down on Palinka now and feels the need to double down on him and give him a promotion or keep him or something.
1: And that's, if that happens that's going to happen. That feels like what's the vibe right now.
0: I agree. But if she took this opportunity to be like, okay, I'm going to now call up every top executive in the league I'm going to call up Ujiri I'm going to call up R.C. Buford I'm going to call up us um what what is what is his name in uh OKC's um yeah Sam Presti I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm Bob Myers I'm gonna call up all these guys and I'm gonna say here's my checkbook what's that (laughs) Even Sean Marks. <laughs> oh, no, 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 he doesn't he doesn't have he doesn't have the longevity yet. Oh, he doesn't have it yet. Uh, all right. All right. All right. He he, he'll he'll <laughs> get there, but he's not top five yet. All right. <laughs> um, but seriously, she has to do that um, because if she if, if she hires Kobe as president of basketball operations or makes another thing like that she's shooting herself in the foot. She has to have someone with legitimate experience. Hell, even David Griffin would be a good choice. He's not blank check worthy, but he's a good choice.
1: Yeah. I saw something, uh, I was watching, cause here's the thing. I don't watch the ESPN debate shows, but I'll like watch a five minute video. If it pops up on my YouTube feed as Will knows very well. Cause I can get agitated over stupid commentary. Sometimes <laughs> I don't, I don't watch any of this. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, there was some, uh, topic. Oh, who do the Lakers hire next for their president? And, I heard uh Stephen A. Smith uh, suggest Joe Dumars. Yeah, it's not a good idea. <laughs> it's not a good idea. It's the same guy, like uh, who who gave uh eighty point five million combined dollars to Josh Smith Braden Jennings washed up Billups KCP that has yeah. app space. He, well, the good uh, and yours and ninety-six million dollars combined to Charlie Villanueva and Ben Gordon. <laughs> no, like, no, I, I, I totally I totally agree that not not Dumars. From 2000 to 2004, Dumars was fantastic, but... What do you like, think is best-case case scenario for them? Shit show. Also, let me just say something, In yeah. in this factors into my best-case scenario. Can we just, like, not, in the NBA, like, just not hire GMs who have done really shitty jobs before? Like, here's the thing, like, I, I understand everybody learns, but it's like, uh, I don't know, it's like having sex with someone who you know was giving people STDs before. <laughs> it's like going to a restaurant that's given you food poisoning before okay you well, keep going. Okay, well
0: in, in the same in the same breath someone who gives STds can can get treated a restaurant that that that's had food poisoning before can be could get under new management and no and is now suddenly really good
1: true but why can't you just hire I I, I don't I I don't understand why the, some of these guys keep getting in in GM I, believe at, I believe at the same time believe, shouldn't you just hire like Austin Ainge or something or Obviously if, if Zarin can't take the job or something like He's that, or take the even, but yeah.
0: Turns. I just I feel like I feel like the Lakers are the most desirable job for a general manager just because they are the Lakers.
1: Yeah.
0: Um and and I feel like you just you have to you you, you can't hire a first time GM for this job. This is a way too high profile of a job. It's one thing to hire a first-time GM to that. Memphis. It's a totally different thing. So I actually agree with Stephen A., then, that I disagree with Dumars, but you have to hire someone that's had experience because you, you can't afford for this to flame out.
1: A second shit show?
0: So, yeah. So I think that their best-case scenario... You, it has to be someone that's already been a GM before. my, my In my opinion, their best-case scenario is Sam Presti. And... I could see that.
1: You need um, someone who is skilled in scouting and trades, I think, first and foremost. Free yes, free agent recruiting matters, but you can always just bring in you can bring the fucking Kobe for that.
0: And yeah, you can just get
1: Kobe on the day that he's not coaching his daughter's basketball team and just bring bring him here, in.
0: Here, here's the smarter idea of what Genie should have done originally. Give Magic or she should have given Magic Johnson the Jerry West role. Just senior advisor. He's part of the front office. He's basically there in name only. And now and now people are like, oh like oh, Jerry West fixing the Clippers. No, it's Lawrence Frank, everyone. Come on. But (laughs) but like you know what I mean? Exactly. All right. Agree. So we're gonna wrap up this subject because we have a whole bunch of playoffs to talk about. Yes, we do. So the regular season is over. Good season. It's been fun. It's been
1: very fun, where're entertaining MVP race in a very long time in very recent memory. Memory, and I think is uh, Bill Simmons said the other day, like the, it really it says a lot when Jimmy Butler, uh, Timberwolves, uh, whatever that was, yeah, his bloody exit was. Or how about this? Last like year's Evan, number, number one pick. Story? <laughs> Last year's
0: number one pick, Markel Fultz still doesn't know how to shoot, and didn't play this year. And that doesn't even crack the top 10 most crazy stories of the year.
1: Yeah. Fant- this, fantastic this was a
0: crazy year. year. We'll do a year-in-review podcast a different time, because right now we got to talk about the playoffs. Yep. The first series we're going to talk about, the number one seed, Milwaukee Bucks, versus the number eight seed, Detroit Pistons. Milwaukee and Detroit both very banged up. Milwaukee actually swept them in the season series 4-0, uh, I feel like you don't see a lot of sweeps in the regular season, but um, they swept them 4-0 in the regular season. Detroit's coming in. Blake Griffin is really banged up. He really didn't even play up. their last game. Uh, but Milwaukee's banged up, too. Brogdon is hurt. Um, uh, Brooke Lopez. Sorry, not Brooke Lopez. Um, uh, she's, Miritich. Miritich, thank you. Miritich is hurt. Wow, I'm drawing blanks on names here today. Miritich is hurt. Uh, Tony Snell is hurt, and um, Ru- and uh, Paul Gasol is hurt. Not that that one really matters. But... <laughs> oh, and and, and is out for the year too. So That's not they
1: exactly have a, a minus. But... <laughs> yeah,
0: so, so they have they have quite a few injuries. That being said, what is your prediction for this series?
1: Uh, I I understand the Bucks are banged up, but Blake is really banged up. He's what the Pistons need because this is a Pistons team that. Like really, who like really disturbingly, re- really relies on Langston Galloway to like contribute a lot, yep. and that's that's a big problem. And this is also a Pistons team that's so poorly constructed that when Dwayne Casey has multiple times this year played a triumvirate of Thon Maker, Drummond, and Griffin together, and it's and, not even his fault, really. It's a, it's not even his fault, and
0: B, I can't really blame him for giving it a shot. That's yeah, how you gotta try something is on that team. <laughs> So, so anything- it sounds like it sounds like both of us have the same prediction Milwaukee is going to sweep them. Yes. Okay. It would be I and guess Jay- it would I, I guess it would be uh I guess it would be different if um if uh Blake was healthy, but he's not if Blake so. was healthy,
1: the Pistons get a game.
0: I'll give the Pistons a game if Blake is healthy. Yeah, I agree with that, but he's not, so sweep. Bye bye. Next up, Toronto Orlando. Now They tied the season series 2-2. Milwaukee, they always have their injury problems. Um, Or sorry, yeah, Toronto always have their injury problems. Orlando is coming in kind of on a hot streak. They beat the Celtics uh, in a really good game recently.
1: I still think Toronto sweeps them. I agree. At the end of the day, like it's funny looking at this Magic season because if they had to pick one season to make the playoffs, this is kind of the annoying one like this is kind of a bad one because i understand if you're the magic fans like i as a net fan i feel like be, just being in the playoffs feels so good i'll get to that in a minute it feels so fantastic but at the same time the magic are now entering an off season with uh vucevic and terrence ross being unrestricted yeah and due for raises and if you're the magic like you let them both a- go you let them the hell go. You say thank well, you. Okay, for well for
0: well, Vooch it depends on how much money he wants. But yeah. Terrence Ross, you you'd have to let go.
1: Vooch is gonna get at least twenty million a year in free agency this year. At yeah.
0: least Yeah, I agree. But Jonathan Isaac is going to be back for game one, which obviously is how is is helpful. But even yeah. still, I just I think I think it's
1: a four game sweep. Oh wait, you wanna I think I think we need an encore of my performance just as we finish up on the magic. All right, what's that? Bo, Bob. Oh, my God. Nope, nope, I forgot. Nope, very p- nope, nope. <laughs> no, no, no. Anyway, next.
0: Next, cutting you off right there. <laughs> Philly, Brooklyn. Philly, the number three seed. Brooklyn, the number six seed. They tied the season series 2-2. Joel Embiid is questionable for game one. He might not even be ready for the first few games in the playoffs. Elton Brand kind of left that a little bit up in the air, their general manager. My prediction... Actually, actually, I want to hear yours. As the resident Nets fan here, I want to hear your prediction first.
1: So I just want to say that it feels fantastic for a team that I root for to be in the NBA playoffs. Every time this year I say, okay, NBA draft, let's start watching some highlights. I can get uh, Zana Musa, like, yes. <laughs> but, but anyway, I'm just going to keep this short and, short and sweet. So hear ye, hear ye, I present to thee my thank you list for the Brooklyn Nets making the playoffs. Thank you to my Fulton Street family, Will Robbins. Love you very much. Without your support, I could not have (laughs) withstood the basketball that was compromised of the last four years to this present moment. I would like to thank Sean Marks. I would like to thank Kenny Atkinson. I'd like to thank D'Angelo Russell. I'd like to thank Jared Dudley. I'd like to thank Kara Slipper, who's now very healthy and looks great. I'd like to thank my man Dinwiddie. I'd like to thank my man Theo Pinson doing the crazy bench celebrations. I'd like to thank Billy King. Psych. Um, I'd, like to, I'd like to thank Bobby Marks for what for providing what I think was a fantastic piece of motivation in the draft last year when the, the Nets didn't have their pick and the Cavs had it instead because of the fucking idiot Billy King and Bobby Marks was like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> I traded that pick way back when with Billy King. Now, fuck you, Bobby Marks, you idiot. Anyway, I'd like to thank Fulton Street, Flappers, Brooklyn, East Flappers. Anyway, hey, anyway, what's your fat, prediction Royal for the Lynch, series? Flat, what's your prediction for the series? And Battery Harris, Will. Battery Harris. Well, they're closed now, so what's your prediction for the series? <laughs> and I'd like to thank Sean Kilpatrick. My prediction for the series... <laughs> After <laughs> all that, and in the Nicos fucking grease, my man Seanco Patrick. Anyway, oh, I like the thing Nets fans do. Anyway, so my prediction is Sixers in six. I think uh, I it's it's hard to get to six, honestly. I think the Nets will definitely take a game because Delo is because D'Lo will get hot for a game, and he'll just he bomb the Sixers out of the building. But yeah, I think, they have see, no one I'll, to guard D'Lo or Dinwiddie. That's but, what's going to make the series close. I don't think these games are going to be blowouts by any stretch of the imagination. These are going to be cl- games that come down to the fourth quarter, but the Sixers obviously just have a better team, and that's why they're going to win in five or six.
0: Yep, I, my my pick is, is Philly in six. The only reason why I give them, I say six, is because if Embiid is out the first two games, I think that Brooklyn steals one. I think that they can then potentially win one on the road, or, or so one at home. So that'll tie up the series 2 2, but then Philly's gonna win game five, and then I feel like game six, if it if it gets that far, is gonna be a blowout and Philly wins in six.
1: All right. Sounds good. On next, to the next one.
0: Next one. Boston, Indiana. Boston four seed, Indiana five seed. Boston beat them three to one in the regular season. My prediction right now, very different than my prediction twenty-four hours ago. Yes. Marcus Smart. Our second most important player after Al Horford, I believe, is out for most likely the entire playoffs. And this hurts a lot, obviously. Tremendously. Um, He is our best defender. He is the captain of our team. He's the heart and soul of the team. Losing him uh, is, I can't. You look at his stats, and you're like, what? But if you watch them play, he is their team. He's the heart and soul of the franchise. He is, franchise. The most, he is the most important. I'd even go as far as saying he's, the, he's one of the most important non-stars in the league. I agree. Now, Al Horford, I still believe, is the most important player. As long as we have Al, I don't worry too much. Notice what name I'm not saying here. Um, I don't worry too much about Al. Or as long as we have Al, but Tatum is banged up. He might miss Game One. Uh, Kyrie was having some knee problems in the Orlando game. All that being said,
1: Boston in six. All that being said, I think the Celtics in six, two. But I could see it with maybe another. I I could see it going seven. I, can I don't see I don't up. see Boston losing this series. I don't. I, I agree. I agree. Losing smart is losing smart hurts
0: a lot. But I feel like I feel like that loss. Now, now, assuming we win the series and Milwaukee wins theirs, and we play them in the second round, that's when not having smart is really going to hurt.
1: Oh, it wrecks you. It wrecks you.
0: And I think that we lose. We could. We might lose round. We might lose round two without him. It was questionable with him, but.
1: Yeah, he I is just
0: so important on defense. He is the life. He is. He is everything to the team. And this is a really tough loss.
1: No, I agree. I, I but, agree completely. And one of the worst problems about this loss is that it means more minutes for Marcus Morris, who's been uh, the no, absolute... not Marcus Morris. Terry Rozier. Ooh, that's that's great. Playoff Rozier.
0: Oh God! <laughs> Please no. <laughs> now. Now I will say this: His timeline is four to six weeks. Four to, four weeks is is considered incredibly optimistic. Four weeks puts us right at the beginning, or sorry, like like around game three or four of the Milwaukee series. Mm-hmm. Um, six weeks puts us into the Eastern Conference Finals. But that's not even for him, that timeline isn't even to resume games, that's just to resume activity. He tore his oblique. I mean, I can't even, um, that's one of the most painful injuries I can imagine.
1: What even is the oblique?
0: The oblique is the, uh, it's right between your uh, your hip and your ribs. Fuck. Uh, Yeah, he tore on his left side, so he couldn't even stand up. God damn. So, that's a tough injury. All right, let's get to the Western Conference. Number one seed Golden State Warriors playing the number eight seed the Clippers. Golden State uh, beat them in the season series three games to one. The Clippers' only win was in overtime, and I believe that was the Durant, Cousins or Durant and Draymond Green having a fight on the court game. Mm -hmm. Um, But anyway, anyway,
1: I say Golden State in five. Uh, I'll I'll agree with that, but I'm extremely close and might actually give the Clippers an, another game. I really yep. like this Clippers team, and it's it, it's sad that they have to get bounced in the first round because I think if they were even uh, even like a, a few days ago, they were like the sixth seed, and I could yeah. like completely see them in round two if that's the case. Yeah, but, but I um, just Golden State is Golden State, and it I, sucks. It sucks. It, I yeah maybe. The-
0: Maybe so they, they lose in six, but I think
1: it's They fine. can flip a switch so far this year. With that being the case, I can completely see this team breaking down in the playoffs. I can oh, I agree. I agree, but the Clippers don't have the team to do it. I agree. I agree. They're, the Clippers are going to have to get their points with the Warriors bench unit because bench unit— yeah. It's not even close. The oh yeah, yeah, but the, but not even but close. Unfortunately, the bench unit
0: doesn't play a whole lot in the playoffs. Yes. So I Wait. say Golden State in five. You say in six. Regardless, right. we don't think it's going to be a necessarily close series.
1: I actually, I think the games going to be close though. These are going to okay. be fun games. These are going to be fun games. I, that, I really no, think so. Every series
0: in the West is going to be really fun. Yeah. Including our next series, number two Denver versus number number seven San Antonio. Tied the series 2-2. to
1: What's your pick? I am going... Drumroll, please. I'm going Spurs in 7. I don't think that Spurs can win this in 6, but I I really think that despite the Spurs not having a home court, I think that Pop is going to show why he is the greatest basketball coach of all time. And I think the greatest coach in sports history, by the way, after 19... 60 because I don't know what the fuck happened before then after red hour back or whatever. I, I don't know. I can't judge those guys because I don't I didn't see them play. But um anyway, I think Pop is the greatest sports coach of all time. And I think that's why the Spurs will beat the Nuggets in this series. Don't get me wrong, Mike Malone has been damn good this year. Coach yep. of the year candidate, without a doubt, and Jokic has done work. Um, but at the end of the day, I think this the Spurs team is Simply well coached, and they've got the experience. And damn, this just feels like a—I don't—it feels like an upset. It just does. Yeah,
0: I—I I unfortunately, and I would love to be proven wrong because Jokic is so much fun to watch, and they have so many good young guys. I love Mike Malone. Uh, my man Isaiah Thomas is on that team, even though he's probably not going to see the court at all. But I have to go. I'm—I'm I'm actually going to be even. I'm gonna say even more than you. I'm going Spurs and five. Ooh. The the Nuggets have been terrible over their last uh, few weeks. They have really been struggling. And I worry that Okay, so these these are the Thunders last few games. They lost to Indiana, they beat Detroit, lost to Houston, beat OKC, lost to Washington, lost to Golden State, beat San Antonio beat Portland without McCollum, lost to Portland with McCollum, lost to Utah, barely beat Minnesota. It just they've been they haven't been great recently and I feel like the Spurs are going to totally expose Jokic on defense and I feel like Especially this is going to be like
1: LaMarcus I mean LaMarcus is going to kill him. I really yeah. think.
0: Yeah, and on top of that even more importantly, and this gets proven right and wrong all the time. They don't have anyone that's been there before. They have Millsap, but that's it.
1: And that's a big problem. I remember you said last year, uh, last week on the pod that Millsap is the Nuggets playoff X-Factor. And I, I actually com- I completely agree. I mean, he yeah. really they need M- Millsap and one of the guards, one of, uh, I think Murray's going to be fine, but they need either Gary Harris or Will Barton or Beasley to step up in a really big way. And those guys, yeah. like I said, have not been here before, and I think that's really going to hurt them.
0: Yeah, it is It is going to hurt them. And I just – the Spurs are going to come in. They're going to have a great game plan. And, and, and granted, I think Mike Malone is coach of the year this year. Mm-hmm. Or Sorry, sorry. I mean, I'm runner-up to coach of the year after after bootenholzer, But I think – whatever. I mean, he's a finalist for coach of the year this year. He's a damn good coach. But you can't necessarily coach – Playoff confidence.
1: I can see the Nuggets kind of being like uh, Virginia in college hoops this year, or a team like the, the the Warriors in that Mark Jackson year. They didn't have anyone who had been there before. Once those guys have been there, I think this year, I think this this is their year to you know just get some reps in the playoffs. And I think next year they're really going to come correct. But not Virginia. Disc-
0: Virginia won this year.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm saying last year. Last oh, year oh, 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 oh. Because nobody had been there before. Now they now they had and. It showed off. Anyway, anyway, on to the next one. Next series, number
0: three, Portland versus number six, Oklahoma City. I feel terrible for Portland here. This was their worst-case scenario
1: matchup. Um, they dealt just like three really bad hands in a row as far as McCollum's injury issues this year, even though I think he's gonna be, he'll be fine for the playoffs, right?
0: Yeah, he will. He's, he's played the
1: last few games. But they got they got dealt uh, that hand earlier this year, and then they got dealt the Nurkic hand, which is a which huge, which is club. their
0: biggest one because he was they, so good for them.
1: Huge, and now that they and now they have the, the Thunder in the first round, and the and Thunder, the Thunder the way they are the the Thunder have swept the season series of four games.
0: Yes, they have, and I worry. This was a really bad match. like if they if they had been playing the Spurs in the first round, I think they would have won. If they were playing Utah in the first round, I think it would have been competitive. I just, I feel, I just, I don't see it with OKC. And I think, I think the OKC wins in six. So I give them two games. I agree. But I just, I don't, I don't see it. And I worry that, I just, I worry that they don't, they're missing, they're missing Nurkic. And that's huge. And they're going to be relying on Cantor. And Cantor's a bad defender already. But here's the X factor. Westbrook has about two or three years of going up against Cantor in practice.
1: Yep. And I think that I'm really excited for the Cantor-Steven Adams matchup. That's going to be a lot of fun.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, those those guys are really good friends, too. Those guys are going to go at each other, too. I mean, It's uh... going to be chippy. I don't think there's going to be any, like, punches thrown or anything like that, because they're actually good friends. Yeah. But with Westbrook... But...
1: Russell... With uh, Westbrook and Lillard, who knows? Those guys go at each other every time. There's a real rivalry between these teams. Yep. This is going to be really fun to see.
0: I'm excited. I just the, 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 here's, what the, here's what the series comes down to. Who on the Blazers is guarding Russell Westbrook? It's a problem. And who... See, because Westbrook can match up with Lillard or, or with McCollum. And then you put Ferguson on on uh Lillard or McCollum or whoever the other one is the underrated part of the season which I just thought of right now Andre Roberson didn't play a single game yep I totally forgot about him
1: yeah yeah it's weird gotta come back next year
0: it's weird I forgot about that anyway so what's your prediction for the series
1: uh, I, I agree with you, Thunder and Six, but it's uh, like, like we said, it's going to be a really fun series. And I think that the Thunder, their extra depth with guys like Grant and like we said, Steven Adams, I think that's really going to be what puts them apart. And also, George has looked good recently. Yeah. He had a really bad stretch, but in the last few games, he's looked a lot better. Yep. So that's, that's, that's a hugely encouraging sign for the Thunder.
0: Yeah. Uh, you know, no, George didn't play la- the last game of the year okay um with a shoulder injury
1: Mm-hmm. so,
0: so today right what's that he was good on tuesday i think right i believe so but it's just it, it's worth monitoring that he's got some health issues i worry about their shooting but we'll see last matchup and this is the most interesting matchup of the of the entire playoff eight game spread would you would you say that's fair yeah all right Houston, number four seed. Utah, number five seed, split the season series, two games to two. James Harden, Donovan Mitchell, Rudy Gobert, Chris Paul. This is gonna be a good season or a good series. Houston and six.
1: Houston and seven. Okay. This one's going seven. This this jazz matchup, and I could there's a there's a real scenario. I can see the jazz winning this. I can see the jazz winning this. I'm not I, sure I, I see that they will because at the end of the day, Houston just has the two best players on the floor, and that's it. But um, I this is this this team matches up. I I just like the Jazz as a matchup as far as you've got some you've got perimeter defenders like Ingles who can who can guard Harden, but at the same time, there's no way Harden's going to the post because you got a motherfucking name Rui Gobert straight out yeah. of France doing his thing, eating escargot. Shout-out to everybody. Yeah, Mitchell,
0: conference. Mitchell, Mitchell and Crowder are both pretty good defenders. Mm-hmm. Uh Ingles is a, is a pretty good defender. They they I mean there's a reason why they're such a good defensive team, but it all comes down to Rudy Gobert and having him down there is huge. And if Harden can get him into foul trouble, then the series is over.
1: I agree with that. I but agree with that, but I think Gobert, Gobert is one of enough the defender for that not to happen. Gobert
0: is one of the best defenders at or, or centers in the league, at defending without fouling.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Now, obviously, everything goes out the window with Harden because he's 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 it's probably he's probably the best draw foul of all time. Oh, it's not close in terms it's of in terms close. of creating contact. I think Shaq Shaq probably got fouled the most out of anyone, but you can't call it because it's Shaq.
1: Melo was rated in that aspect so Melo was really good at that, but um. Oh. Anyway. So,
0: um, <laughs> so, I think this is going to be a very exciting series. Uh, how how many minutes can you play Chris Paul is going to be a huge thing. I think that's the X factor as far as because... It, I wouldn't play him over
1: 32 minutes. And Rubio can play defense. Yes, he can. That's a big thing. Paul needs to step up in the series, and it's too bad because, I, I mean, they need to... And, and Paul needs to get minutes. He needs to get minutes. Like, they need to really play him. Like, he needs to come up big. I wouldn't. I wouldn't play him. It's not worth it. But I agree and I agree with that at the same time. It's I, I say thirty two minutes. Max. It's, a it's a huge conundrum for Dan Tony. Because they're not gonna max. win the
0: series if Paul doesn't do work. Uh, thirty-two minute max for Paul, forty-four minutes for James Harden. Yeah, there's there is no max with James Harden at this point. I you mean just, you just <laughs> have to do it. You have to go all in with Harden. <laughs> yeah, but Chris Paul, cool. Chris Paul, you play him over thirty two minutes, he's gonna get hurt. And it sucks, but it's just where we are in the league.
1: Yeah, he's he's an antique at this point. Like yeah. he's look, like a he has he he has like uh, he's like draped in like crime scene tape like that, yeah. ca- that yellow caution bubble. tape that's what bubble he is <laughs> yeah he <laughs> has bubble wrap perfect um, but I'm excited <laughs> I'm excited for the Clint Capella Rudy Gobert matchup that's gonna be a fun matchup also because you've got if the Rockets can like throw Farid at him that'll be that'll be fun I guess like Farid yeah. is like I don't know five inches shorter than Gobert but like I don't know it's still gonna be fun. Plus,
0: plus, I still, I still like Nene for a few minutes here and there. He's such
1: a veteran. He's a, I mean, he, he's not, he's not going to make many mistakes. He's someone who I can see actually getting just because of his savviness. I think he could actually get Gobert a few fouls. Yeah, I can see that. I see it's it. kind of he Can just put like throw Nene in as like a like a you know a henchman in hockey. You know, like the guys who try to start fights. I can see them throwing really grizzled Nene in there real quick. I can see it. But I think that the ultimate X factor of this series is
0: Jay Crowder shooting, and I said it. Be- I said it in our X factors episode two. Jay Crowder hits shots. It's a totally different series. Um. So we'll see. We'll see. But I think that's a very exciting series nonetheless. I honestly, honestly, there's probably two bad series in the entire playoffs, and that's just Milwaukee, Milwaukee, and Toronto. Yep. So other than those two series. Every other series is going to be watchable. It's going to be fun. I am excited for all of them. I'm especially excited for the West. I'm especially excited for um uh, for Detroit to push Milwaukee to seven. Now, I Marcus Smart can get lots of rest and come back for Game Two. No, I'm kidding,
1: but (laughs) but we'll see. You know know what I'm excited for? The motherfucking jay-z big smalls shit draws brooklyn going out for all uh, yeah this uh, this, 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 is be, uh, this is gonna be this uh, is gonna uh, be a
0: good series uh, i'm excited for it uh. Uh, in our in our <laughs> next episode in our next episode we're gonna talk about a lot of the stuff that we see so far in the playoffs because the playoffs will already be underway by the time we start recording yeah that's gonna be a good episode we'll watch out for that one on top of that um, as we get more time, we're going to start to give some of our regular season award picks, all NBA teams, MVP, MVP. Yeah. That's a tough one. Let's save. Let's, don't say anything right now. Let's save that for another episode. Yeah,
1: we got we to gotta deal out some uh, franchise, uh, some season grades, I think, too. Yeah. So, so we, we have a ton
0: going on. And plus, as the playoffs are going in, we're also going to talk about a few teams that didn't make the playoffs and give them grades for the season. Talk about what comes next, all that kind of stuff.
1: Boy, I'm really excited for the Charlotte portion of that episode. And guys, oh, again, obviously follow us on Instagram, the scores table, hashtag that, leave us a like, leave us a review, and remember, Mo bomba is very, very fun No. Okay. So thanks for listening.
0: Thanks for listening. We really appreciate it. We'll uh, we'll talk to you guys soon.
1: Right, later.